Hello, and welcome back to IDG's Ahead of the Pack podcast, brought to you by AWS. Enterprises are looking for ways to capitalize on data to accelerate their business agility. Innovations in cloud, artificial intelligence, and machine learning provide tools and methods that address these opportunities and challenges. Ahead of the Pack is a series of podcasts with leading thought leaders who share their experience on how enterprises are leveraging these tools and the outcomes they are achieving. I'm Tim Crawford, CIO and Strategic Advisor at Avoa, and your host. Today's topic, how Formula One auto racing is using data and machine learning to change the experience both on the track and in the stands. Our guest today is Rob Smedley, Director of Data Systems for Formula One and AWS Technical Ambassador. Welcome, Rob. Hi, Tim. Nice to um, Nice of you to have me on. Thank you very much. It's great to have you on, and maybe to level set the conversation and to kick things off, let's talk about who Formula One is, your role at Formula One, and how Formula One has evolved. So, so Formula One is the the, the commercial rights holder of um, Formula One, the, the, the auto racing sport. Um, we are the guys that um, define how Formula One looks, if you like. So Formula One is a very data-rich sport. Um, we have, you know, the, the the data that comes off the cars. We have timing data, which you know, for for each and every lap, many many times per lap, and we have all sorts of other data points. Um, so so essentially, you know, every second we're we're streaming millions of data points back to the back to the, the, the media and technology center in the UK from wherever we are in the world at a Formula One race. And because there's now this thirst for leveraging data and to, to, to bring about a more engaging fan experience, then my role was created, um, which is the direct, director of, of data systems. So, so my role very quickly is to take everything data, to package that into bundles that our audience can understand and which helps to engage our audience and to give them a better experience of a Formula One race. That's great. And, you know, technology isn't new. You know, you talk about data, you talk about the, the changes within Formula One. Um, let's maybe dive a little further into that and talk about how machine learning also came into, into effect there. So, so I think I think machine learning for for me in Formula One goes back some some years. You know, I, I come I actually come from 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 the Formula One teams, so I've come from the the team environment into the the commercial rights holder, you know, central body, and so so my 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 initial experience of machine learning was was within the team. So so my last role was with with the Williams Grand Prix team, um, where I was head of performance development within um that grand prix team and we're you know in a role like that um, we're always trying to innovate we're always looking at what the next thing is and, and especially how we utilize the data in order to um, make the cargo quicker so um you know our our reason for for being if you like a performance department in the formula one car is all about the lap time of that car and it's it's utilizing you know aerodynamic data. It's utilizing um, car data, um, tire data itself, 
an important aspect of the tyre data is is how the tyre wears during the race. The the tyre is a, a a moving object in all sorts of senses of the word. The contact patch, i.e., the part that scrubs across the road, um, is constantly evolving as as the car as you put load um, across the car, downforce on the car, and so the tyre wears in a in a very particular way. Um, we built machine learning models which helped us to understand what the physical tire wear was. And if you understand what the physical tire wear was, you can you can reduce that tire wear. And by reducing that tire wear, you can bring about more performance in the race, make the tire last for longer, pit stop um, after everybody else has pitted, um, or do one less pit stop than other people. So this is a hugely important area. Um, I also brought about, you know, we introduced machine learning for the physical tire model as well. So trying to understand the the actual the physics of the tire and how to generate more grip out of that tire and uh, machine learning was a was a great application for that so this all happened like maybe you know six seven years ago in formula one um certainly with the, with the team that, that i was in now i know that of other examples you know formula one is a very competitive in the team environment it's a hugely competitive area um so the teams tend to keep you know their their their, their technical secrets very very close to their chest but you know there, there's other there's other great examples of, of teams out there innovating and, and and beginning to use machine learning um you know for the purpose of of trying to bring about more lap time to the car hmm. you know it's it's interesting uh we talked a little bit about this in the past and how technology and machine learning are fitting into tires specifically but there are other aspects that it comes into play when you think about car design when you think about different aspects to the experience. How are machine learning and cloud and high-performance computing playing a role within Formula One? So I think right now, you know, when, when, when we fast forward to, to today, um, you know, there's, there's been some, some really cool um, analytics that, that we're trying to bring about to the, to, to the viewer of Formula One. You know, if I take my role as director of data systems, and certainly the the analytics that, that we're doing there with 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 AWS have been really interesting. Um, so so you know we're getting great feedback with the 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 analytics and the applications that that we're putting out on the live international feed. So for example, you know stuff like pit battle strategy, the undercut strategy, tire performance strategy, all of these really really important and key aspects during the race. And we're, we're, we're doing that um, via machine learning methods. Um, so we're taking data off the cars, we're taking the timing data, we're building, um, you know, reasonably complex algorithms and models in order to um, give us a, a predictive output. So the predictive output of the tyre performance, if you like, when you look at the tyre performance and you try to predict forward how long that tyre is going to last at that performance and what the degradation is, this gives you, then the viewer, the fan, a really key insight into you know when that car is going to pit, um, how long it can run on this particular tire, um, the performance of that tire compared to a rival car, and these are really really you know key insights and key aspects of, of a Formula One race. And we're doing that because we're able to predict you know and forecast what what the future is going to be, um, the short term future is going to be um, via machine learning algorithms. And then if you take the, 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 the other flip side of it, um, you know, we, we spoke about um, high-performance computing and, and, and what we're doing up in the cloud there. Um, then the design of, of, of the 2022 car was, was essentially 
pushed and accelerated by using Amazon um, cloud services, by using the, 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 the HPC services that we've got there, we're able to, to get through a huge amount of, of computational fluid dynamics. Computational fluid dynamics is, is, a, is, a, is a essentially a simulated wind tunnel, and, a, and a, it's, it's a way to, to evaluate your car aerodynamically. But computational um, fluid dynamics is also very, very heavy in compute power. Um, extremely heavy in compute power. But so, so having you know the, the the cloud that we can spin up, you know, and it's it's like having a you know the, the biggest supercomputer ever um, to, to to be able to to crunch through all of these numbers, you know, and all of these cells um, whenever we want on tap. And and some of the figures are, are absolutely mind blowing. I talked about it at reInvent last year in Las Vegas. Um, and some of the figures that we've been able to, to, to you know, get in terms of cloud, in terms of cloud compute and, and, and the high performance there, have been absolutely mind blowing. You know, stuff that we've never done before in Formula One. Hmm. No, that's really cool. And you know, one of the things that you've talked about was the 2022 regulations, the 2022 car. When we spoke before, you talked a bit about um, the dynamics of the vehicle and the car design and kind of focusing on the back of the car. Maybe you could just spend a quick minute talking about what you mean by that and how that plays a role into CFD. So so what we, we, we set about trying to design a completely new generation of Formula One car, and we did that by looking at the problems, I think, in, in, in any business, whether it's, it's, it's Formula One or whatever it is. Your, your your first port of call is to look at what your problems are, um, and then once you understand your problems, then it's then then you you put in place a strategy for fixing those problems. And one of the key problems that that, that we had, you know, especially from feedback from the fans who who are um, our customer, was that they felt that there wasn't enough close action, not necessarily overtaking, but but close action of of Formula One cars on the track. It was, um, you know, too few and, and too far between across a, a 90 minute or a, um, you know, a 120 minute race. And that was principally driven by the, by the fact that the cars are, generate so much downforce, i.e. the aerodynamic force that pushes, pushes them into the ground. Um, the, the wake effect that comes off the cars. Um, so that's the, the 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 turbulent air, if you like, that, that is thrown off the back of the car, um, means that the car behind finds it very very difficult to follow. You know, they lose um, more than half of their downforce when they're trying to get close to the car in front. And if you lose half of your downforce in a Formula One car, it's like losing half of your performance. So so that means that you know you've got this vicious circle of the closer you get, the more downforce you lose. So you know you kind of you never have the performance when you need the performance to get close to a car in front and kind of battle with that car and, and have, you know, these really exciting um, wheel-to-wheel um, fights that go on during a Formula 1 race. That just can't happen because of the physics of the, the aerodynamics. So when we looked at that issue um, and we looked out to solve it, we needed to, to think about how we were going to redesign a Formula 1 car, you know, as the, as the central body in, in collaboration with, with, with the governing body. And to do that, we needed to build a twin car um, CFD model, so a twin car computational fluid dynamics model where one car followed another car and then we looked at the wake effect of car one, um, the car in front, and, and how that affected the car behind. So this was a hugely interesting problem for, for engineering geeks like me and, and, and trying <laughs> to understand that. But the, but the real key point here was that 
um, you know, even if you take a quarter car model, like we usually just model a quarter of the car because the computational power is so high, um, you know, to, to, to do a run on a, on a, on a quarter car model can, can, can take, you know, upwards of seven, eight hours. As you then go from a quarter car to a full car, you increase the, the, the order of complexity of all of these, you know, the, 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 the cell and node points, because it's just a, a series of, of cells, the, the air, if you like, the air is a mesh, and it's a series of cells, um, what are all trying to solve to, to, to a, 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 an equilibrium state. So when you go to a bigger model, which is the full car model, um, you have an order of magnitude more complexity. When you go to a two car model, um, you have about another order of magnitude complexity. So, so in, wow. in terms of runtime, um, then the the, the runtime with with the current technology and the, and the and the current regulation set as to how much compute power you're allowed to use um, was just going to be prohibitive. You know, we were talking days and days to solve one single run, and to be iterative to have that that really fast development rate that the engineers need, the aeronautic engineers needed. Um, we need to be solving runs in you know not in days or coming up to a week. But in in hours, and the only way we could do that was to you know spin up um, thousands of cores um, on in in the cloud and and, and bring about just mind boggling numbers in terms of HPC, and wow. that was just really really cool. That was just really really cool. And actually, we went from something that was going to take you know in the order of um, you know even weeks in some cases, depending on the complexity of the models, down to hours. Um, and when I say down to hours, you know, we were, we're, we're getting down to, you know, five, four or five hours, um, which is which is just um, mind blowing in terms of, you know, how quick these things are, are processing. So how did this work before Formula One stepped in? You know, you, you've talked about how Formula One is now doing some of the computational analysis for the teams. How was it done before? Well, uh, quite honestly, Tim, um, it, it, it wasn't, you know, it was, it was, uh, we designed the, the rule, um, you know, we, we designed the technical regulations mainly in collaboration with the teams, you know, much more in collaboration with the teams, but of course you've got, um, a very team centric product. So, you know, the teams have their own interests, of course they do, because they're separate entities and they're separate businesses and, and each of them is trying sure. to outperform the other. So, so when you sit down around a table and you ask the teams to help with that um, compute and, and brain power in order to design a brand new set of regulations, what you usually end up with is something that is perhaps not, you know, is 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 very very good for you know from the team's point of view, and and, and some individual teams are, are better at this than others at, at coming up with a set of regulations that suits them, but very rarely something that is better from a fan point of view. And, you know, as, as the central commercial rights holder, we at Formula One um, were, you know, obviously our aim, our sole aim is to make a more sustainable um, and a more engaging Formula One. Um, so we went sure. about listening to our fans and then we set about setting up, you know, technical departments within what is essentially a commercial rights holder body, setting a, a technical department full of, you know, um, people who we took from the teams, ex-team ex people, um, a little bit like myself, you know, people who had huge amounts of experience of designing Formula One cars already and give them a slightly different challenge, which was not to make the fastest Formula One, 
um, but to make a, a an engaging Formula One. Um, so you know, it's you still need all of the same skill sets and all of the same intellect and 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 all of the same technology, but your aim is just slightly different. Yeah, and I'd like to shift gears and talk about that fan experience a little bit. You know, sports of all types are are looking for new ways to engage fans. How is Formula One using machine learning to engage their fans? Well, I mean, you know, like I've, 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 you know, I alluded to it at the top of at the top of our conversation. Um, you know, Formula One for for a long time now has sat on what what we refer to as this gold mine of data. You know, we we have this this absolute mind boggling amount of, of of data, and that's that's car telemetry data. So for each and every car, you know, Formula One as the commercial rights holder, we have most of the data that that car generates. You know, some of the sensors are, are are just particular for the teams and the teams are able to hold on to that data. But a lot of the really good data, um, that's going to be really interesting and really engaging for our fan base where we, we can take off. We also own all of the timing data. So, you know, we can tell you anything about any car, um, Due to the to the timing, and and that's been hmm. you know is 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 an really important aspect. And then there's all the weather data, there's the tire data from the from from the tire manufacturer. Um, you know, there's there's many different layers of, of of data. So it was about taking that data and then turning that into using that data or using subsets of that data to create what was effectively a a more engaging experience for the fan. So, so something that the fan could um, kind of, you know, sit and, and 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 get much more, get a much deeper understanding of of, of the race and, and what was unfolding in front of them. Um, and and we've done that through, you know, by building machine learning algorithms, um, principally, and and taking, you know, the subsets of the data. Um, you know, there's a lot of complex calculations that go on there. Um, and running through these these algorithms, but but then producing them and putting them on screen during the race to engage the fan in in what I always refer to as human readable format. You know, so so you know we can't. It's not you know my peers as a, as a group of engineers talking to me as another engineer and me understanding implicitly from a a series of of noughts and ones because we're all a little bit geeky. You know, we gotta we gotta make sure that everybody <laughs> understands this. These, we've got to make sure that everybody understands and can engage in these in these graphics that are popping up on the screen and telling them a story. You know, so there's a lot of complexity and a, and a lot of math and physics that's going on in the background, but then actually the stuff that pops out on the screen is simple and engaging and 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 brings about that excitement and that you know that 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 tangible entry point into uh, into all of these different stories that are going on as 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 this you know as, as a race is unfolding. So Rob, let's talk a little bit about Deep Racer. How has Deep Racer played a role in the fan experience? Well, you know what, we as at Formula One, Tim, we got involved in Deep Racer um, this year, and and it was it was one of those really, you know, I, I would never like to to refer to, um, you know, the the, the COVID nineteen virus as, as as anything positive, but it was one of those things where we had to sit down and reevaluate. Uh, as, as Formula One to think about how we were going to keep bringing, you know, a great experience to our fans, given the fact that, that there was no no racing going on. And so, you know, it's again, it's one of those, you know, collaborative moments um, which are becoming more and more common with 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 AWS, where, where you know, AWS actually approached us and said, 
What about you know doing something with with Deep Racer? And when we we, we looked at it, um, I certainly got excited um, quite quickly, as I always do, because it was tech. Um, but that whole <laughs> thing around you know that the, the, the whole thing around machine learning and and engaging with um, not only a Formula One fan, but I think just a, just 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 fans of of, of technology. Um, you know, I, I think it was it's 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 a really really interesting thing and bringing machine learning to a to an understandable level that that, that people you know can get their heads around and people can you know certainly certainly understand it, it's kind of like a toy in the water of, of of machine learning and when we looked at it you know it's it's got the the autonomous racing um we we brought about you know uh, for want of a better word um, a little bit of Formula One glamour, so so we got two two Formula One drivers involved. Um, I was involved in kind of that whole coaching experience of of you know bringing the the Formula One engineering part of it to the to, to the fore. And I just think it was it's just a really really you know a great little snapshot of of what Formula One is because it's it's all of that tech and it's all of that you know that 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 leading edge thinking and intellect and, and, and all of that. And then it's translating all of that into something that is going to give you a competitive advantage. And, and then, you know, if you want to go on a, a little bit further, you've then got the, you know, for people who, who don't really care about the technology, they just want to see a competition, you know, they just want to watch that. And I think that, you know, at the end of it, um, you know, I was um, on Daniel Ricardo's team um, and, and Tatiana Calderon's team. Tatiana's a, a test driver for the Alfa Romeo team, um, and Daniel is the is is uh, is is a race driver for for the Renault team. And all three of us were really engaged in it. You know, it was it was it was a, it was a lot of fun. And it's and it's one of those things that I really love as an engineer because it's you know it's bringing about it, it's educating people and showing them how powerful technology and in particular machine learning is. Um, but doing it in a really fun and engaging way. So, so you know, that whole fan experience and, and, and engagement, um, I just think it was, it was a great initiative. And, and definitely it's something that, that as a collaboration across Formula One and AWS, 100%, we want to, we wanna, you know, do something more with this and, and take it to the next level. You alluded to this earlier in our conversation a little bit. Can you expand upon some of the things that you're doing with Amazon web services, uh, especially when it comes to machine learning and the work that you're doing at Formula One? Sure, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, I, I think it's been, this is one of the most exciting parts of the project for me because I've never had access to, you know, so much machine learning expertise. And and I would like to think, you know, on, on the flip side, that AWS has, you know, was has never had access before to, to so much Formula One expertise. And you know, so 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 it it, it does feel, and, and we do act in a in a really really collaborative way. So so you know, our main port of entry there is we set up a group within um, AWS ML Solutions Labs, which is which are the the the, the machine learning um, skunk works, if you like, um, the guys who are you know going you know they they kind of riffing with with all sorts of different algorithms and and different machine learning methodologies. Um, in order to you know come out with you know different ways and different you know different methodologies and uh, uh, ways of, of of tackling these problems, 
and 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 what we've done then um you know that resource has been 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 ring fenced and, and they're concentrating solely on 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 problems that that we as as f1 have, have set um but then on top of that the really cool thing is is that we've taken people from formula one and we've embedded them into the team so you get in this kind of super group mm. um it's kind of like um i don't know if mentioned the word geek but it's like the the the, the traveling wilburys of, of, of geeks we've taken like the really the, 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 you know some really cool um and and you know parts of 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 all of the the spectrum across the the, the maths and physics and, and, and formula one expertise um and, and kind of put them together and we're just getting this melting pot and, and it's just getting we're just getting more and more good stuff out of that you know and i think you know by by taking these you know really bright people in terms of machine learning and you know posing them problems in from 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 the formula one sphere um and us from formula one giving our input into you know methodologies you know a little bit more deterministic and, and, and traditional methodologies of how we would go about solving problems and then you know kind of putting this melting pot together of of you know traditional and and, and ml solutions um we're just we're, we're just embarking on, on some really cool projects and and you know with that we're getting um some some really cool solutions as well now that's really cool that's really really interesting so as we kind of wrap on on the episode i have a question about you know what's next what does if you were kind of think about that list of of things that you're trying to tick off, and that but then also I I'm sure some that might think okay well if you're bringing so much technology into the Formula One calculations does that potentially normalize the experience for both the fan as well as the driver and the teams? How are you protecting against that as well as you kind of think about where you go from here? Uh, well, it's, it's it's a great question. You know, we 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 don't want to mess about with the the well, you know the DNA of Formula One. You know, the DNA of Formula One has always been that the teams will push the technology. They will push to the to the to the very edge of technology and beyond sometimes um, in order to gain uh, a competitive adva- advantage. And 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 we don't want to we don't want to take that away. You know, you've got to still allow areas where the teams can innovate i guess what we're trying to do is 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 we're trying to you know maintain those levels of, of of innovation because it's a really cool part of formula one i was involved on that side of it for 25 years and it's a really really cool part of it so you don't want to lose that but equally what what you do what what you can't have is you can't have teams that that are allowed you know through um their means of of, of budget if you like allowed to just you know kind of innovate or develop at a much quicker rate than everybody else. So Formula One becomes a foregone conclusion that one team wins wins everything. I think that you know right. the fans would much rather see um, different teams winning every week. Now, whether or not we can ever get to that utopia, I'm not quite sure. But I'm sure that we can make some some decent inroads here um, in terms of the the you know the variability of, of of who wins. And that's what we've got to do. You know, we got to, we've got to kind of be the gamekeeper. Um, you know, marshal the be, be the umpire if you like, and but but do it in a fair way that that you know that that the playing field is is more balanced. Um, you know, there's more opportunity for 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 more teams, and and it's a more exciting and a more engaging Formula One. But it still has that core DNA of of, of innovation of, of of leading. You know, on the front foot of, of technology. Yeah, no, that's great. 
Rob, thank you for joining the podcast and sharing your experience. This has been an insightful look at how Formula One is using machine learning to change the experience both on the track and in the stands. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Catch all of the Ahead of the Pack episodes by visiting us on cio.com slash podcast slash Ahead of the Pack, or by finding us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For IDG and AWS, I'm Tim Crawford with AVOA. This podcast has been produced by IDG Communications in association with its sponsor, AWS.